Do you need a break? You read my mind. Come with me. It is time for your weekly appointment with Father Roderick. I'm a priest and I'm a geek. I love to talk with you about anything that is break-related, anything you do in your spare time when you don't have to work, when you don't have to, you know, do the dishes and fold the laundry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I've got a ton of stuff to talk about. This episode is brought to you thanks to my patrons. If you go to patreon.com slash fatheroderick, you can see lots of ways in which you can support the work that I do. So thank you to all of you who are already supporting me. Um, by the way, for my patrons, very soon I have a special surprise. I wrote a book, and I wrote it in just three days. I'm not kidding you. I have a, a full book. It's called Lent for Little Folk, and it is about Lent and the Lord of the Rings, two of my favorite topics. <laughs> and, um, and I explain in The Walk, my other podcast, how I actually, what my whole work process was for writing this book in just three days. I finished it yesterday. I'm currently proofreading it, and um, I'm going to package it and wrap it into a ebook wrapper um, probably tonight or otherwise tomorrow morning, and it will be available right after that. Um, so the, the way I wrote this book is actually, or the, the way I keep myself um, focused is by using a very old trick, and that is to reward myself after completing each page. I always need a little carrot dangling in front of me. And so um, since I, I really wanted to, to, to I, I only have a limited amount of time to do a project like this. So in order to keep me focused for three days in a row, I used my secret weapon. It's here in this in this plastic container. Not sure if you can hear it. And it's actually something I shouldn't use in this time of Lent because it is actually a whole collection of beautiful, delicious mm, jelly beans. I so love jelly beans. That is a type of uh, s- sweet... Um, or candy that we actually don't really uh, we're familiar with here in the Netherlands. I actually only discovered jelly beans thanks to the Harry Potter movies. And Harry Potter, if you remember, at the end of the Harry Potter first Harry Potter movie, Harry is in the hospital and he's visited by Dumbledore, and he discovers these magical jelly beans and he picks one. And apparently, these magical jelly beans have all sorts of weird flavors. You have to traditional ones, but some of them are just disgusting, and so he takes one, and he tastes, and from alas, what was it, earwax, and it's like, oh, how can you possibly eat that, this one, by the way, is not earwax, um, then I got curious, and I, I discovered, actually, they started to sell these jelly beans in the supermarkets over here, but they were still very expensive, they, because they were imported from the Netherlands, but since about two years, the little and some other supermarkets actually have jelly beans, a very affordable ones. So this is my secret weapon to write pages. Every time I finish a page, I get to eat one jelly bean. And they have all sorts of different colors and flavors. I really like the citrusy ones, the, ana- the um, pineapple, um, orange, raspberries, all those flavors, I really like them. I don't care that much for stuff like coconut or just all the very too overly sweet ones. Um, 
But of course, I cannot recommend this to the very pious among you because it, we're actually not supposed to eat candy, right, during, during Lent. But I'm telling myself this is for the greater good. I'm writing a book about Lent. I need to get motivated. I cannot reward myself with, like, okay, when you're, fin- when you're done writing this page, you can pray a decade of the rosary. I'm just not that holy. It, it just, <laughs> I need something simple like jelly beans. But it did work. I was able to finish uh, the So what's the book about? Um, it's, it's, it's actually 40 um, reflections, you could say, about important moments of the journey of Frodo and Bilbo in Middle Earth. And I connect the, the, the events in the book to things that we... Sometimes it's stuff we struggle with. Sometimes it's a challenge. It's something you can do every day for Lent for 40 days. And I encourage my readers to, um, to write their own red book of Westmarch. You know, the, the book that, um, that uh, Bilbo and, and Frodo write in. Um, and later on is passed on to Sam Wise, who continues to write down all the stories and experiences that Bilbo and Frodo have had. And he, of course, as well. He adds his own poems. Um, I think the whole like book of, about Bombadil is, it was written by Sam Wise, according to the lore. Um, so anyway, I encourage my readers to do the same, writing every day a little bit about what they do for Lent that, that particular day. Um, I created wonderful images using um copilot on it's copilot is um, a, a microsoft app that you can install on your computer or on your mobile device it uses chat gpt and it has a, a rather you know simple image generator simple compared to the more much more advanced like dreamweaver uh, not dreamweaver the what's it called again the midjourney and there are some other image generators they're super advanced this is a very basic one but it does the job and I, I had a lot of fun kind of figuring out which prompts I could use to generate Hobbit-like images. Of course, they cannot use like the official imagery because that's all uh, copyrighted. Uh, but I made images that evoke the Lord of the Rings. It was a ton of fun. Um, th- what I underestimated was that how much time it took to, to generate 40 of those images. And then for me, th- this is the way my creativity works. Sometimes... An idea for a, a chapter uh, gives me an idea of, of, about the image that I want. And sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes the, 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 they use Dolly as an image generator. Comes up with an image, and then it's like, wow, okay, that. Now I have to rewrite this, because I think this works much better with the picture. And so it was so much fun. And because it was only three days, uh, it felt like, okay, I can do this again. Uh, and maybe I will. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll make another one for I don't know, the Easter season, or maybe I'll I'll do another one for the time between Easter and Pentecost, and I could focus on that. And maybe I'll take another franchise. Maybe I'll do I don't know superheroes or um, or Star Wars or Star Trek. I don't know. It's going to be a lot harder to do image generation for those franchises because it's so specific. Um, but you know, I have time. I can I can think about it. So anyway, th- that's what I've been doing. Um, hence, hence the this all started with the jelly beans. This is why I allow myself to eat jelly beans, even though it is Lent. Uh, we'll talk more about Lent later on in the show, but let's first go to the world of movies and TV shows. I do not like movies. They're predictable. Like, the guy gets the girl, and that kid sees dead people, and Darth Vader is Luke's father. 
Not liking movies is like not liking puppies. They're fine. I just get bored and never make it to the end. You know, you need a movie education. You need a movication. I'm going to give it to you. All right, we need to talk about Madam Web. I don't know if you followed the news, but Madam Web is the latest superhero movie um, created um, in conjunction, I should say, with Marvel Studios, but by Sony. And that makes all the difference, and I'll explain why. So, Madam Web came out. I saw the trailer, and um, I it came out of nowhere. It's like... What? Madam Web? Why? <laughs> it's like, that was the first question. Like, why would you do um, a, a movie about that? Actually, we, we, we might be able to play the, the, the trailer here. Maybe that's interesting. So you can get a bit of a, in case you missed it, you don't miss much, but still. Uh, let's see. Madam Web, Madam Web trailer. Let's look at it together so we have at least a bit of audio to uh, go with the commentary. Um, let's take a look at my audio settings. This should go through the, po- the roadcaster. We're good to go. Let's uh, press play and see what happens. Why do you want me? Hey, come on, get your stuff. Let's go. <gasps> This looked pretty good. A I have week to say. ago, I spent my life racing against time. I'm gonna help you out today, okay? Trying to save people who were running out of it. Jesse! Until one moment changed everything. Come on! Welcome back to the land that we're living. I don't understand what's happening. I've been having visions. I knew he was gonna die. I think I'm seeing the future. New York City's a whole new level of crazy these days. What do you want from me? New York City's a whole new level of crazy these days. This is an emergency. Get off the train. That man's trying to kill you. What? Who are you? What is going on? I can see the future. Oh, what the hell? She didn't see that coming? That's <laughs> not how it works. I've seen that man before. So who is he? Ezekiel Sims. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. Wait, I recognize you. You live in my building. You're the paramedic. Yeah, you almost ran me over. You don't think this is weird, how we're all connected? Honestly, like the least weird thing that's happened all day. What do you want from me? You have no idea what those girls have come. Why don't you want from me? I think he can see into the future. Why you want from me? He's trying to change what happens. Julia, get down! Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? Your future was almost so different. Why do we? If you want to live, you have to trust me. Get ready. 
showing off. Maybe a little. You know, I saw this trailer and I was like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. I have never, ever heard of Madam Web. I, I really wonder why they would do a movie based on such a, like unknown character but then marvel has surprised us in the past before I, who had ever heard of iron man when the first movie came out that was a, such a like a b category b or c uh superhero and yet it became a phenomenon and now it's like yeah marvel you think of iron man right away so you know why not madam web what i did gather from from the trailer was that this looks almost like a prequel to spider-man uh, Madam Web. It's like, hey, maybe they're going to explain where Spider-Man uh, came from or somehow this is related. Plus, I always like this kind of time stuff. I, when, when someone is able to see the future, there are so many things you can do with that premise. And um, there, there were a few moments in the trailer where you see the, the three girls that, that Madam Web, oh, I don't know what her name is in real life or, well, in the fictional world, but when she... Uh, meets these three girls at one point they all uh, you see them all in, in superhero costumes and that looks really cool so I was intrigued I was really intrigued so th this was one of those movies where I felt, felt like oh maybe Sony is finally getting it because not all of their superhero movies were that good think of um, was it Mobius? I never know how to pronounce that name M Mobius. Actually, now that I think of it, I've never tried to pronounce it. Uh, apparently, it was a disaster. It was such a horrible movie. Um, and uh, even their, their Spider-Man movies were kind of so-so. Of course, their, their biggest success lately with superheroes was the Spider... Uh, the um, What is it? The multiverse. The, the uh, Spider... Ah, what, what's the name? Anyway, um, the, the animated uh, Spider-Man movies. Those were really good. But this one is like, okay... Maybe worth my time, but, but thankfully, I was warned by so many reviewers. The first started to pop up on, on TikTok, and then I saw some reviews on, uh, on YouTube. I, I listened to a number of podcasters that, that, that went and saw the movie. And apparently, this movie is a total disaster. And the biggest complaint that people have is that the trailer sets expectations at a pretty reasonable level only to not at all deliver on those promises. The trailer is deceptive. Uh, the, these, these superhero costumes of the, of the girls, they're only visible for 30 seconds. And it's even in a very convoluted... They integrate that in a convoluted way, which is, is nothing like what the trailer promises um you can tell now that i know that the movie is actually pretty bad and a lot of the acting is terrible well the acting they do what they can with a terrible script but the dialogue is cr is cringeworthy you can tell by re-watching the trailer that actually the delivery of the lines is is, is is in general very flat there was this one villain the actually it looks very cool in the trailer almost like a precursor to to spider-man almost all his lines were dubbed, were, were changed. And then they used ADR, like a voiceover, to try to right, replace the original dialogue, whatever it was, with new dialogue. But they didn't bother to actually match it with the movements of the mouth of the actor. So it looks so, so terrible. And you wonder how a multi-billion company like Sony 
is 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 delivering such a clunker and is is putting so much money i think the movie itself cost about 80 million to film and but of course you have to double that budget with all the cost for marketing etc distribution and it didn't do very well in the first weekend that the movie opened uh, this opened at valentine so you'd say that is a pretty good moment to start with a movie because you know it's it's uh, maybe it's one of those superhero movies that you actually might want to see with uh, uh, as a couple um, but I guess the word of mouth spread really really fast so the movie didn't do well at the box office it's I wonder if they will even make their money back but it's so strange like how can Sony mess this up you know what's how can you how can you <laughs> I mean mediocre superhero movies sure we got plenty of those. In fact, it's 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 a bit of an enigma to me how many of these superhero movies are still slated for for future release. Seeing that almost all these superhero movies that we've had over the past past two years have been disasters at the box office. Why do they keep trying when it's clear that the audience wants something else? But so mediocre superhero movies. Okay, you know Marvel has. Sometimes movies are a bit flawed. I, I, I reviewed the Marvels last week, and I really liked Guardians of the Galaxy 3. The Marvels, I thought, was okay. It, it's definitely happy that I didn't go to the movie theater because, you know, it's okay for streaming, but I would have been very disappointed if I'd seen that one uh, in theater. But Madam Web is of an entire different category. I've heard multiple reviewers saying that this was not only the worst superhero movie that they ever saw. No, it was just, it was the worst movie they ever saw. <laughs> that is quite an accomplishment. And maybe, 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 who knows, this might actually help the movie. Because now people are curious like can it really be this bad i was one of those people i was actually when i read a few of those reviews i was like hmm, hmm this might actually be fun to go watch this movie because i cannot imagine that it is so bad how can it be so bad the, the trailer looks good it, it looks pretty decent how, is it really this bad or is that just you know one of these things that sometimes happen where everybody starts to pile on you know there were there were lots of people who said that that the 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 star wars sequels were were total rubbish and the worst movies ever i like those movies <laughs> i like them a lot so so uh, but after just like i haven't seen a single review that was even remotely positive about this so why does sony still make a movie like madam web well all has to do with money, as always, and with the copyrights, the, 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 like the, the rights to use that particular part of the Marvel franchise. As you know, in the past, Marvel has sold a lot of its um, you know, superheroes to other studios. Back then, Marvel was not the phenomenon that it is today, and now they've been trying to get those, those superheroes back, uh, but Sony still has the right to a number of these these superheroes. The mo major one, of course, being Spider-Man. And Spider-Man has been extremely profitable to them, but they've now entered into a relationship with um, with Disney to create to bring Spider-Man into the MCU. And apparently part of the deal was that they are not going to develop Spider-Man movies themselves because Right now, Disney wants that MCU to be a consistent universe. You cannot 
all of a sudden put uh, um, Spider-Man in a, in a different universe, unrelated universe. So this is why Sony keeps making movies about uh, characters in their portfolio that they have the rights to, but are not Spider-Man. And so this is why we got the the Morbius or Morbius, whatever. Morbius. I still haven't watched that movie. Apparently, it's terrible. Um, this is why we got the Venom series. Now, a, a lot of people like Venom. I thought the first movie was pretty bad. <laughs> I didn't care for it. The second movie was... I went in without any expectations, and I ended up, you know, being moderately amused by it. But it's, you know, it's not Spider-Man. Um, and now we got Madam Web, and it's this disaster. So apparently this is all has to do with the... This is part of the deal. They have to produce a movie based on this kind of Spider-Man portfolio every once in a while. If they don't, the rights revert back to Marvel, I guess. And so this is why they make movies like Madam Web. What it what baffles me is that they don't even try to do a good job. They don't even try to make their money back. back. Apparently, they make so much money with the Spider-Verse stuff, the animated movies, that they don't care if Madam Web works or not. They hired the same people that that made uh, Mobius, Morbius, Murph. I, I give up on that movie. What is it called? Um, and, and, and so these people that have made this, this movie have produced clunker after clunker. It's like all their movies were disasters. Why do you rehire them? How is it that you try the same formula expecting a different result? Anybody can tell you that that's never going to work. So ah, it's just insane if you consider how much money goes into making movies like this. And this brings me back to my, like, to my soapbox. What I always say is it all starts with good writing. Special effects, you know, even IP, intellectual property, doesn't matter if you don't have a good script to work with. This is what the whole writer's strike was about. You know, do we value the writers? They are the maybe the most invisible part of uh, the movie industry and also probably the least paid part. But a good script can make uh, a movie with just moderate um, budget a, a huge success, whereas bad writing, you cannot fix that with, with dollars. Or, or famous actors. If a script is terrible, the movie will be terrible. Let's hope that Hollywood learns from this. I don't think they will. But, but this is so important for... I hope that Disney is watching this and they think twice about future pro projects and that they now that they see the long-term um, success of Andor and how much anticipation there is for that second season. That was a slow burn. It, it built up very slowly. It didn't have the success of, let's say, an Obi-Wan series or even the Book of Boba Fett, I think, did better than, than Andor when it comes to streaming numbers at first. But now over time, through word of mouth, everybody's getting excited about this. And Andor is not a series that, that relies heavily on special effects or famous actors. There are some marvelous actors there. The effects are pretty decent, but it, but the quality is in the script. It's in the writing. So I hope that that Disney learns from this by and hiring the best writers possible for future product projects, because they are losing money with clunkers like this, or Sony is. 
And I, I think that that's the only thing that, that they are actually sensitive to. They do want to make their money back, preferably, and if possible, also make a, a buck or two in profit. And with scripts like the one that was written for Madam Webb, that's never going to happen. Hey, let's talk a bit more about, about Star Wars, since we're on the topic. Um, the Bad Batch is just around the corner. And, uh, of course, I've seen the, the trailer for The Bad Batch. I, I love The Bad Batch, uh, really like the characters, and I always felt that there's more potential to the story than they actually delivered in the previous two seasons. Apparently, from those that have already seen a few episodes of the third season, they've been keeping the best for last. The, this third season is really delivering on, on every level. I personally... Uh, I can't be happier because this is the only Star Wars that we get right now. We don't know yet when the Acolyte is coming to Disney+. Plus. I, I, I can't wait. Hopefully, that we'll soon get a trailer. There is actually already a trailer that people have seen at the Star Wars celebration more than a year ago. Well, not more. Almost a year ago. A very, very select people of Star Wars, select number of Star Wars fans have seen the Acolyte trailer. And everyone I spoke to... Uh, during the Star Wars celebration, told me it was amazing. They never released it. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But I can't wait to, to actually see it for myself. And I hope that series is is going to deliver. But so far, we we only have you know little bits of news here and there. Um, so I, I'm I'm very happy that Bad Batch will bring Star Wars back in my life on a on a weekly basis. And I'm even considering doing like the weekly you know, reviews or something like that. I had so much fun doing that for the Book of Boba Fett and, and Obi-Wan, and I just never was able to do it for Andor. So maybe that's something I will do um, for the Bad Batch. What else is new on Disney Plus? Um, well, apparently they're picking up uh, an old series about the X-Men. I think this all has to do with the fact that they are working on a new X-Men movie, which I think could really help restore the faith in the Marvel movies. Uh, a lot of these movies didn't do that well, um, but X-Men can get people back in the theaters, I think. Uh, it's such an amazing story. It's, of course, one of the first superhero stories uh, in, 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 in the Marvel universe. Um, they just released the actor, the they announced the actors that they hi that they hired for um, for this you know upcoming X Men movie. Um, that all looks really good. Haven't seen a trailer, so it's kind of futile to talk about it right now. But all of a sudden, we get this announcement that they, there's going to be a sequel to an existing animated series about the X Men called X Men ninety seven, and I was actually surprised how how retro it looked. I, I expected something very modern, and instead, this looks like a series from, from the 90s. Let me see if I can play it here for you. Um, here we go. Official trailer, Disney+. Plus. Let's take a look. Watch the series finale of X-Men next Saturday morning. Check your local listings. I'm grateful to have the chance to say goodbye. I am proud of you all. This looks so old. Fate lies in our hands now. 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 At least this audio quality got an upgrade. 
We have to stay vigilant. The professor entrusted us with his dream. No matter how dark it is, we must believe in each other. We get this done by working together as a team. Jeez, Bob, keep buzzing in my ear. X-Men Return this March in all new episodes. Heads up! To me, my X-Men. <laughs> Magneto. The last will and testament of Charles Xavier. Everything he built now belongs to me. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, this strikes me as, as extremely retro. In, in, in The colors are garish. The characters look like the way they looked in the 90s. Um, it, it, it sounds a lot better. I have to admit that. But I didn't see this coming. I didn't know. I'm not that much into the animated part of the Marvel Universe. But I'm definitely going to check this out. And maybe I'll, I'll also uh, check out the, the existing, the original series, to which this is a sequel. Um, this is also, of course, pr a prelude to the Wolverine uh, Deadpool movie that is uh, slated for release this year. And which apparently is so good, and this is just a rumor that Kevin Feige has now realize that, well, maybe you want to bring these two guys into the upcoming Avengers movie. There's going to be another Avengers movie. And at first, this was going to be like a one-time one occasion because uh, Hugh Jackman had, had indicated in the past that he didn't want to play Wolverine anymore. But apparently this movie <laughs> with Wolverine and Deadpool is so funny and so good that now they're thinking big bucks. You know, if this is going to be a success, then we need to bring these guys into the fold for the upcoming Avengers movie that will only enhance the chances that they, that we're, we're going to have a few more box offices. This is not really about creative choices. This is all about what gives us the biggest chance of making a lot of money. That's unfortunately all that these companies are about right now. So, um, yeah, very, very cool. Uh, what other related Disney-related news? Apparently, um, the Indiana Jones uh, video game that is slated for release also this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we've seen the trailer for that. I, I wasn't very uh, positive about it. I, I didn't think it looked very good, but it's going to be free for Game Pass holders, which I am. Um, they're now considering bringing it also to the PlayStation which I think is a very smart move. Uh, it may cost a little bit to do the conversion, um, but why not? Why not make money also on all the people that have a PlayStation? After all, there's still way more PlayStation players out there than Xbox owners. So, um, yeah, hope that, hopefully this will be... Oh, that was some more Star Wars-related video game news. Apparently, they are currently in the first stages of developing a first-person video game based on The Mandalorian. How cool is that? How amazing is that? It's not going to be here this year nor next year. It's probably somewhere in 2026. 
you know, by accident, also the year that we will get the Mandalorian and Grogu movie. So, yeah, I can see why they are going to um, develop a video game um, to be released in conjunction, probably, with the movie. Very, very smart. But good news! I love what they did with Star Wars uh, uh, video games in the past few years. The Fallen Jedi, Fallen Order series has been amazing. And so I can't wait to see that first person... That first person, well, it's probably going to be a first person shooter. But um, yeah, good times for for fans of Star Wars. Uh, gosh, what else can I talk about? Um, I still have some some topics uh, slated for the premium version of the show that I make available to all my patrons. So take a look at patreon.com slash fatherroderick if you want to hear an extra, um, an extra chunky show. Um, I've oh I've started watching Kong versus Godzilla. I think that's the title of the movie. It's in 3D. Um, I'm watching it on my old 3D television, which I hope will never break down because it's the only way for me to watch 3D movies. And I was actually quite enjoying it, but I've only seen the first 15 minutes of that movie. Um, once I finished it, watching I, I I'm actually planning on watching all the Godzilla movies and the King Kong movies um, that I missed. In, in, the, in the previous years, um, because I, I really love that whole franchise. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what else can we talk about? Oh, yeah, um, uh, books. Let's talk books. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, this is my Star Wars trailer. Where's my books trailer? I don't have a books trailer. Uh, it's not that one. Why are you wearing glasses? There we go. Ah, uh, um, reading. Reading? Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could read. Uh, just a few more um, things to to wrap up the show. So I've been reading um, a comic book about Captain Rambo, and it, that's because I watched the Marvels movie. The the yeah the Marvels right, and I realized that I was familiar with uh, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, but Captain Rambo I only knew her from the uh, the series about um, WandaVision. And but apparently she actually does have a, a number of comics uh, series that are dedicated to her. So I'm watch, I'm currently reading one uh, where she looks exactly like um, at least the costume looks identical to the one that we saw in the movies, and it's it's a pretty decent story. So she is um, uh, she's very over overworked at one point, and then even her parents are very demanding, and she just flies into space just to catch some air. I don't think space is probably the best choice. If you want to catch some air, don't go into a vacuum. <laughs> but then she wakes up on a ship, on a boat, and they're like, how do I got here? And then she sees a meteor coming from the sky, and she tries to destroy it to save the city, and then she gets gobbled up by the meteor. And then a meteor plunges into the sea, and then she wakes up again, and all of a sudden she's she's saved by some person, like a non-binary kind of mysterious, I don't know if it's a villain or a superhero, but it's this non-binary entity, and, and she is like, what is going on? I'm being manipulated, and all of a sudden, apparently Captain Rambeau at one point in her history had been the leader of the Avengers, and all of a sudden, she's joined by the Avengers, but not the current Avengers, but the Avengers as they were years ago when she was leading the pack. And so apparently, this, this non-binary entity is a bit like Q 
like messing around with space and time and 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 of course the the big question is what's going on <laughs> what is real and what is not real and i have to say it's a very very interesting story very intriguing i haven't finished it yet but i'm actually really enjoying it so um i'm reading this on um the 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 marvel uh, marvel ultimate i think that's what it's called app um that i have a subscription to and it's it's a lot of fun so this is how the movie actually made me discover a whole new part of the of the comic book universe I also uh, continued reading um, The Golden Sun. That's a book four in the Red Rising series. Um, and you know what? What really helps me is a podcast. Uh, one of the issues that I have with the Red Rising books is so much is happening. There's so many characters. And I, I kind of like really force myself to keep reading, even though there are parts of the story... They're like, I don't remember who this guy was and what happened in the past. It's just so much action, so so many people in this pod, in this series that I kind of lose track. But if I just keep reading, it kind of works in a certain way. The fourth book is particularly difficult because it changes perspective. There are like four or five different first-person perspectives in, in the way the book is written. And I thought I was the only one struggling with this, but now I'm listening to this podcast, and they do actually very kind of close-reading reviews. They have a panel. I think this is also uh, a YouTube production where they, they read like 15, 17 chapters of the book, and then they talk about it in a panel, which is a really nice way, I think, to, you know, regurgitate. Um, contents of a book and so I, I'm now listening to the episodes about the first three books and it's so helpful because it brings back I was like oh so that was what going what was what going what was going on can't speak anymore I need to start wrapping up but anyway it just helps me to bring back a lot of the characters and the stories that I'd forgotten about and so that definitely helps me um, to better situate the story of the fourth book. But this is a series that I really enjoy, but it's also a series that I know at one point I will need to go back and, and just reread. The same is true for The Wheel of Time. So many characters, so many events. The, the television series is super helpful to kind of like almost give me like a, 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 a summary of of the the important events. So now I'm starting I'm starting to read the fourth book in the series, uh, which hasn't been turned into a TV series yet. It's, it's not part of the series. I think the the two first two seasons only cover the first three books, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, I need to pick that up as well. But a little bit of help from from other media like podcasts or a TV show, for me at least, really really helps me to um, to keep going, to keep reading. Your mileage may, may vary, but that's just the way my brain works. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Break. Again, if you want to listen to the premium version of the show, just take a look at my website. Soon to be, of course, a whole new experience, a new website. Uh, still developing it on my end. And then at one point, we'll probably switch everything over. We've already um, moved over the podcasts. So right now, all the podcasts are hosted on the Kajabi service. Uh, this is true for The Break, The Walk, and The Catholic Insider. 
Um, and we are going to try to make the transition as seamless as possible. So if you're subscribed to the old show, um, your podcast app will, will automatically see that there is another place where it needs to get the information from. So you don't have to do anything else. If there are any problems, of course, don't hesitate to let us know. There's always something that can go wrong. There are always some hiccups in, in processes, in complicated processes like this. But hopefully everything will will go well. And then later on this year, we will also start to migrate from Patreon to the new Kajabi website. But that's such a big operation. Uh, we'll take our time and do this really slowly, step by step. Thanks, at least, for listening to this episode. We'll talk soon. And have a wonderful uh, first week of Lent. God bless.